Hello, friends, and welcome to the First Loved Podcast. I began last time with focusing on benediction, with these statements of Paul and others that begin their statements with the word may, and it kind of sets you up to recognize that he is speaking something in terms of a blessing, of something that he desires for his listeners. We spent quite a bit of time about talking what a benediction is, so I don't want to belabor that point. just want to look at a couple more. And I hope that you'll find that your heart is encouraged by this. Today's is coming out of 2 Thessalonians. And once again, there are a number of these, both in 1 and 2 Thessalonians. But I want to look at a couple of them in 2 Thessalonians today. And again, what's interesting to me, I didn't have the time to read the commentary and try to understand why, but even the one we looked at last week, it's interesting to me that most of the time benedictions are at the conclusion of the letter or at the conclusion, therefore, of a service, you know, a time together with the Lord, whatever, that a blessing will be spoken over people. And yet you have Paul have these blessing statements, these benediction-like statements, in various parts of his letter. Well, this is true in 2 Thessalonians. One of them shows up at the end of chapter 2, and then the other one shows up at the end of chapter 3. So first, the one that's in chapter 2, he says this, beginning with verse 13, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 through 17. He says, But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, Because God chose you as firstfruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. And now the benediction. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. In this context, Paul is summarizing who they are and what God has done in their lives, especially to stand firm. If you remember hearing that in verse 15, So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. So the believers are undergoing various kinds of trials and difficulties, especially in the first letter, 1 Thessalonians. In chapter 3 of that letter, especially, he talks about that they were under great trial He was nervous that even Satan might have tempted them or tested them to doubt and walk away. And clearly the church there has been undergoing some difficult times. And here in the second letter, he says then, stand firm, hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. And then he goes into the benediction. But it's the paragraph before I wanted to first just draw our attention to, because I just love these little moments where Paul reminds the people of what God has done. And it's also wonderfully Trinitarian. I know I've said some things over the months at different times about Trinitarian language, that Paul so often has these wonderful moments where he speaks in terms of the Trinity, of God the Father and Jesus and the Spirit. And almost always it's in relation to what they have done in our lives. 
In fact, I hadn't thought of saying it, but I will say it right now. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 is another wonderful one that you may have heard many times. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. It is such a great reminder. Again, have confidence, trust, and know that the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that that's what God has done, trust that, be confident of that, know that, and that the fellowship ultimately of the Holy Spirit is with you. It's the grace of the Lord Jesus is with you, the love of God is with you, it's the love of God that accomplished your salvation and the grace of Jesus that initiated your salvation and the grace of Jesus that accomplished your salvation, and it's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that's working out our salvation in our lives. Well, this is such a great passage, again, that's kind of similar to that, verses 13 and 14. But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about thanking God, brothers and sisters loved by the Lord, who is always Jesus, which it even finishes there in verse 14, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we thank God. You are loved by the Lord because God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit. So you have all three. It's God who chose. It's the Lord Jesus who's present there, who loved us, he says, But it's the sanctifying work of the Spirit and belief in the truth that's changing us, that's transforming us into the likeness of Jesus. And here, in this sense, when he says he called you to this through our gospel, you didn't know that you were chosen, you didn't know that you were loved by the Lord until we shared the gospel with you. And that's when you discovered that God had called you, that God chose you, that God loved you, and that God has sent His Spirit into your life to change you, to transform you, to bless you, to encourage you. As you believed in the truth, the truth that was presented through the gospel. So here you have this wonderful reminder. Here's what God's done in your life, and what should it produce in us? He says, we ought always to be thankful. We should regularly be thanking God, regularly praising Him for what He's done for us through Jesus, through the Spirit, called us, chose us, loved us, is sanctifying us, all this amazing stuff. And it all happened because we heard the good news as Paul shared it with them, and then they believed it, and this is what was worked out in their lives. So again, he says, stand firm, hold fast to the teachings that we've given you, But I don't know what would have triggered him at this moment. Like, he's talked about this, he's shared this, he's remembered this, he's giving thanks for. And then all of a sudden he breaks into this benediction, into this blessing. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. You know, the other thing about this blessing, it's this reminder. Again, if it's sort of prayer-like, if he's asking God to do something or say, count on this, know this, be confident in this, trust this, that the Lord Jesus and God who did this 
they're going to encourage your hearts and they're going to strengthen you in every good deed and word. Even then, it's another reminder, isn't it? May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. See, one more addition here is that he's reminding us that this isn't just for the present. What God has done for us and what he's doing in and through us is about the future, that we have this incredible future. We have an eternal encouragement and we have a good hope. We need to be reminded of that, that this is the very same God who loved us, sanctified us, chose us, called us. And what's really cool too, it's loved by the Lord. It was in verse 13 and here in verse 16, it's loved by God who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Again, I can see why the author who defined benediction would say why these moments of benediction, of summary, are just so good because there's so much in them, so much wonderful stuff to remember and to meditate on and to enjoy and to relish. But so again, back to the benediction though, he says, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, May Jesus and the Father encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Strengthen you in every good deed and word. Now, see, last week it was about the God who. You notice this setup, right? It generally, that kind of sets up with this reminder of who God is and then what he wants to bless them with or encourage them with what God will do in your life. And There it was that he would give them that same mind, that same attitude of mind that Jesus had, or that God would fill you with all joy and peace until you overflowed with hope. But here, here it's this encouragement that we need our hearts encouraged, and we need strength for every good deed and word. Is that not true? How many times a day do you need your heart encouraged? How many times a day do you realize, Lord, I need your strength for every good deed and word? And see, what I love about this one, too, is the fact that it's not just sitting and relishing in the wonder of what he's done for us and just sit there in it. This implies that you're going to go do something with it, that we are going to go out there and share words, that we're going to share good deeds, that we're going to do stuff, that we're going to love as loved, and we're going to do it in God's strength and with his encouragement because we need it. And when it's all said and done, it isn't just something that we sit back and just marvel in alone. It needs to compel us, to motivate us, to want to go out there and share it, to give it away. To even here, where Paul talked about it, it was because of the gospel, that you came to know this. Right? Isn't that true, you guys? That people will not know that God loves them, and that he called them, and that he chose them, and and the grace of the Lord Jesus, and that there's an eternal encouragement, there's an incredibly good hope waiting for us. That message needs to be shared. That message needs to be shared with people. And how many of us know that in order to do that, we need our hearts encouraged. We need to be strengthened with every good deed and work. We need the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit transforming us, changing us, empowering us. We need to be filled with all joy and peace as we trust in Him until we overflow with hope through the power of the Spirit. That's why these are such good words, because we need them. We need to be reminded of them, to be blessed by them, and to hear them in such a way that have confidence, know, trust 
this is who God is, this is what he's doing, and this is what he will continue to do for you. So let me finish. First, hear it from the Lord's heart to yours. I, your Lord Jesus Christ, myself, and God your Father, who loves you, and by his grace has given you eternal encouragement and good hope, Together, we will encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Let me say that again. Hear it from the Lord's heart to yours. I, your Lord Jesus Christ, myself, and God your Father, who loves you and who by his grace has given you eternal encouragement and good hope, together by the Spirit, We are here right now to encourage your heart and strengthen you for every good deed and word. Oh, believe it. Believe it, believe it, believe it. I, your Lord Jesus Christ, myself, and God, your Father, who loves you and who by his grace has given you eternal encouragement and good hope, We are here right now by the Spirit to encourage your heart and strengthen you with every good deed and word. For every good deed. For every word. We are for you, not against you. We are on your side. Oh, Lord. Oh, beloved triune God, we thank you. We love you. We are so grateful for what you've done in our lives. Lord, we pray that you'd empower us to stand firm on the things that we've been taught through Paul's letters, Lord, that we would stand firm and not lose heart. Lord, I pray that this too would compel us to share, to give this amazing message away. And we recognize, Lord, that we cannot do it without your blessing of encouraging our hearts and strengthening us for every good deed and word. So Lord, would you do that? Would you do that in our lives and our hearts today? We believe you will. We believe you will. So Lord, even now we just say yes, we receive it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so let me finish. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God your Father who loves you and who by his grace has given you eternal encouragement and good hope Encourage your hearts today and strengthen you for every good deed and word. Oh, let it settle in. God bless you, everyone. Have a great day.